Hey fellow writers, Cherry here. If you're interested in snagging yourself a copy of Scrivener, the ultimate novel writing software for Windows and Mac OS, we can hook you up with a 20% discount. Details at the end of the show. If you're editing the podcast, you have to listen to it over and over again. Then you kind of get tired of it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, if our listeners are getting tired of that, let us know and we'll, we'll change it up. Um, anyway, this is Jerry. Welcome to the podcast. And with me, as always, Melanie. Hello, pumpkins. And if, in case anyone heard me sniffing during the opening, I, I'm sorry about that. I have two cats in my office at the moment, and I think one of them um, may have passed some gas because I was sitting here very innocently <laughs> waiting for the show to start. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I know that smell. And, and I'm looking around my desk and I've got Jesse, my great girl, kind of sitting at my feet, just looking up at me like, what? what I do? It's like, oh, you know what you did. You know what you did. Oh my God. You were sniffing to the, to the beat though. So (laughs) (laughs) this is what happens when you're a musician, you just automatically do things to the beat of whatever music you're listening to. So, oh, wow. Okay. Hey, listeners, we are recording this on Sunday, November 8th, 2020. Um, We're deep into NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yep. Uh, I'm I'm not personally participating per se, but in spirit, I usually do. Uh, I have, um, especially after a couple days ago, begun writing writing again because, like a lot of a lot of weight came off my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of people are feeling a lot more energy. I I you know, for for whatever reason. They're feeling a lot more energy this week. So, yeah. 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 I, I know some people are feeling kind of not so good and I could totally, I was there for four years. So I, I feel you. Yeah. We know what it's like. We know what it's like. And I'm very sorry. Like, like Dave Chappelle said on Saturday Night Live, let's not hate each other. Let's hate that feeling and get, get through it. Let's the feeling f- screw that feeling. We're all in this together anyway, no matter what side you're on. So let's get through it and let's do it together. It's, it's either that or split the nation in half. And we and don't I, want to do that. That would be problematic. No, no, that would be bloody and awful. And that would be bad. That would be bad. So anyway, I love all of you, all of you. So there you have it. Suck and on that note, <laughs> that note, how is your writing? Because I know you're writing, fool. Um, well, 
it was a little stressful this week for, you know, assorted reasons, but I'm this close to finishing off the holiday novella that I want to get done and get that out this week. Oh, and that's then wonderful. I, then I flip back to Cross Current, and I am doing NaNoWriMo, and I'm doing it with Cross Current because I figured I got to get it finished this month anyway, so what the heck. So, um, but, but that's that's all chugging along, which is nice, and... I may wind up being a week behind in publishing cross currents simply because things, okay. You know, just everything slowed down a little bit, but that's okay. And then once that's done, I, I go back to work on, well, go back to work. I, I literally only have half of a chapter, but I go to work on degree. No, I'm sorry, not degree of resistance. What's the next book? Uh, uncertainty principle. So I get to go back to science fiction romance. Yay. Wait, you only have a half chapter left. No, 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 no. I only have a half chapter of it written. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like, oh, my wish. God, lady. Wish. Wow. I'm I'm good, but I'm not that good. Wow. So, yeah, um, um, my little space saga is now chugging along again. And I, I did find my I found my special purpose. And uh <laughs> Um, we don't have to talk about that on the air, Jerry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad my for you. <laughs> I love my lamp. <laughs> I love this blender. No, so um, yeah, it's I'm I'm happy with where this segment of the story is going. I already know where the next one's going. It's going to be real fun. Uh, I I find you ever find that you get bogged down in the in betweens. Yes. And so what I used to do is I would just skip them. And, but now I, I write through them going, if I don't like it, I'll cut it out. And then I find that the gems, the gems happen when you're forcing yourself to go through it. You know, instead of just jumping from one scene to another, you write through the scene and do a transition. And then magic happens in that transition, even though you really didn't want to because I wanted to get to the other side and I'm like, wait a minute, all this stuff really gelled and came together here. Hey, I'm kind of glad I did that. You know, I'll still mm -hmm. probably cut some of it, but it, you know, you and it, 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 it yeah. enriched the story. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. That sounds like uh progress and it sounds like you've kind of, you know, conquered a couple of uh, personal demons there. Well, the other thing is, is when I'm writing off, and I don't really do it often. I mean, this is kind of a treat that I'm getting to do it now, but it's a, a, really a lot of it is frontier stories on alien planets, like where, where new colonists were still discovering stuff. There's a bunch of new things out there. And, um, my, my my deep past with uh, my love of reptiles and amphibians and other wild creatures and my, you know, I, I should have been a biologist, really. It's, it's coming out. And so when I'm creating these creatures, they have some reality to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and right now, one, one of the main creatures in the segment I'm writing is uh, called a, I called it the, I called it Carmen's Tiger. Because I don't do weird, you know, pull a, a strange word out of the air thing. I like a, a colonist would name something after something, right? So here's a creature 
they're going to call it a tiger. It's not an earth tiger, but it's a tiger. It's got stripes. Sure, it has eyes on stalks and like spines sticking out of its back, but it has stripes and it eats things. It's a tiger, right? So this one's called Carmen's Tiger because Carmen got eaten by one of those target tigers, right? In early on in the, the history of the colony. And, but over time they shortened it to Karma Tiger. Okay. And so it's a Karma Tiger. And these, the two characters are stranded out in the wilderness trying to survive getting from one shelter to another. Uh, and I won't go into why, but so, it, and, and because of the, the, the spores of the native plants have a psychotropic effect, they have to wear this filter, you know, they, and which kind of harkens back to our pandemic right now. So they have to wear a filter to filter the stuff out, but they were forced during this period of time to not wear the filter and try to get to this place. And so the psychotropic effect is they get this euphoria that, that lowers their ability to deal with things in a realistic manner. Okay. Yeah. And so I, why am I going through this? I'm so sorry. I, I, this is, it's a fun scene. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll try to make it you're, you're allowed to enthuse about your writing. That's the whole freaking point about having the podcast. That's I am sitting here quietly and listening to you. It's I know. like I, a board. <laughs> I just don't, I, I have a hard time believing people think I'm interesting, but so anyway, uh, the, the karma tiger, um, there's two of them following them and they're like, shit, these things are huge. And I go into the details of how they have these spines, which, uh, during the day, cause it's a really long day on this planet and it gets really hot. The spines radiate heat, but they also waver in the air. And so they don't have noses per se that smell. They smell with these spines. Okay. Right. So they're like octopuses in that. Regard. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, kind yeah. of. And so they're being stalked by these things. And so one of the characters affected by the euphoria says, I'm just going to go talk to him. We're going to, we're going to work this out. <laughs> oh and, shit. <laughs> and he walks over another one. She's, she's kind of like got her hand on her gun going, you're, you're not thinking straight. And he walks up to the damn thing. And so it had been crouching in this the, the grass there has got these polyps at the end. And so its spines kind of look like the polyps so that it blends in. Yeah. He walks up to it. And so it goes, all right. And it stands up and it's like, you know, 12 feet tall. And he's looking up at it. And so he mimics the, the, the creature's eye stalks with his arms. He balls his fists and he, he mimics what it's doing with its eyes. And it starts reacting to him and it doesn't attack him. And so he kind of has this little conversation with it without, you know, getting being, killed. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walks away. And from that point on, they, they, they don't stalk them, but they follow them at a distance standing up, not trying to hide themselves. And so later on, they're in this, in this, um, dilapidated, uh, shelter that had, that was only barely working. They're trying to like survive the long, hot day. And they keep getting this really loud bump outside on the door. And they're afraid that their tigers are going to try to come in and eat them. They open the door and they'll look out and it's leaving, it's leaving dead animals for them. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so communication was made there. Yeah. And so I know it's just, that was not planned. Mm-hmm. That just happened because I wrote through a transition. And I'm like, that made it fun for me. It's cool when that happens because like, like you said, sometimes it's hard to write through those. And and some people will just say, oh, okay, I'm going to come back to that later on. Other people will kind of force themselves to just, just get through it. I will fix it in the edit, whatever. But like you said, sometimes when you push yourself, it doesn't work for everyone. So you know, this is not a hard and fast rule, but sometimes if you push yourself, you wind up with unexpected treasure, like you said, because you wind up basically reaching, it's like an athlete. You got to keep working out, working out in order to improve your ability to run or jump or swim or whatever. And when you push yourself like this, you wind up improving your ability to come up with these wonderful scenes, these wonderful plot points that really make the story better. It it also helps further the story too because I like I had a dilemma on how how certain things were going to happen because I kind of have it plotted out and I kind of don't mm-hmm. and I'm like how am I going to get to from point C to point D and now I'm like oh this is going to make it very easy yeah you know with yeah. without it being awkward and 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 making perfect sense but still be kind of a twist so I. I don't know. When it gets fun like that, it's worth it. It's all the bleeding that you do when you're writing that first draft is worth it when you get these kind of things. Yes. And it's amazing how your subconscious helps you with that because there have been points where I've been in the first half of the book and I'm thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to resolve this issue. I don't. I just, I, I, I'm just going to keep writing. I'll figure it out some somehow. And then I'll get to like the last couple of chapters and boom, suddenly the answer comes to me. And not only does it fix that issue that I couldn't fix earlier, it winds up fixing a whole bunch of others that I didn't even know I had. Hallelujah. Yeah. The, the, the clouds part, the sun comes down. There's like, rays. This, this is actually a good book now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, God. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what happens in in the brain of a writer, quite frankly. There there are just so many interesting processes going on and, and pushing yourself and letting your subconscious fix things. And it's it's a joy. I like having my brain. <laughs> my brain is fun. I like having my brain. It keeps I, me entertained. I do say that even when I'm right, not writing, my brain is still writing. It's like, Oh, I'm writing all, it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be baking a cake or working on jewelry or cleaning or petting the cat, but I'm no writers always write. We always write no matter what. That's why if we go on vacation, we start getting itchy. We start looking around for like, where's a, where's a pen, yeah. and a pad of paper. And I, I just, honey, I just want to make some notes. I just want to make, give me five minutes. I just want to make some notes. How many writers out there have said that? I, I when they're out, when, when, I mean, when they're out the door going to like a movie or go, going to a show or being on vacation somewhere, or it's just five minutes, just make, let me make some notes. I'm sure that if you wound up um, surveying a wide variety of writers, you'd get a 75 to 80% response of, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do with myself if I don't have something to write on, 
I go out to a bar, I go to a restaurant or something like that. I need a pen or something with me all the time. Yeah. Even if I'm doodling. I've been told, well, why do you carry a purse? I mean, you can just break it down to just a couple of essential items. And I have to explain, well, where would I put my pens? Yeah. I have to bring a purse because that's where I keep my pens. And my pens are important because I'm a writer. It's what I do. Also, it carries my knitting, but that's something completely separate. So... But my, I used to always have a Palm Pilot with me. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I was I was right there during the Palm Pilot days. Yeah, yeah. That was a great little word processor on that thing, processor. Uh, and then I made the trans. When I was working for Hewlett Packard, I felt obligated to transition to a portable piece. What do they call that? The little little PC with a little like scaled down anemic windows on it i know what you're talking about but i have no yeah, idea so. yeah, the palm pilot yeah. was better i know and and finally the, of course now we have we have some amazing little tools in our pockets yes uh, we do hey um i don't know have you ever followed or gotten involved with booktubers have you ever heard about that yes i know i in fact i know a lot of booktubers because okay. it, it's very popular with uh romance writers okay um yeah it's i frankly i don't do it because i i've got the skills i mean i i've got the editing ability and the uh, i don't have a face for youtube so it's just like i don't have feel the really same gotten, way yeah i've never really gotten involved in it because of that so wait wait, yes. wait uh i didn't mean i feel the same way about you i feel but um I, I i think you have to have a certain amount of conventional attractiveness in order to become a successful booktuber speaking of which i want to mention two of them Okay. Because I follow them because one, they're adorable, and two, they're very creative, and three, they have very, very cute pets. Uh, one is uh, Easy's Inc., which is if if you're looking at um, uh, the easiest way to find her would probably be on on uh, Twitter at Izzy I Z Z Y underscore Inc. underscore. And the other one who's really cool that I found, there's lots of them are cool. I'm just picking two to point out because uh, I started following them and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of like they're like my muses at this point is Holly Halftone. What a cool name is that? Oh, wow. Okay. At, she's at Holly Halftone. Uh, she also has a very adorable cat. And here's the thing though. It looks like she especially does a lot of makeup and everything because she's looking absolutely witchy gorgeous mm -hmm. and i i'm not sure if that's just for you know october or what but i'm like i don't know if i would ever want to like have to put makeup on and everything like that not that i would just just to do some writing you know <laughs> so but, yeah, but yeah izzy on the other hand she's just real but the funny thing is, I think she's got the most amazing, because um, apparently she went to film school as well, right? But when she puts her videos together, she goes overboard to make sure that people with severe uh, short attention span disorders, aka me, 
remain engaged. I mean, every three seconds, there's some sort of funky transition. She's either upside down or she's suddenly black and white or she's zooming in on her face and it's just constant, constant, constant. But it's not annoying. It's actually very charming, although it's kind of exhausting. I mean, if I was going to give her any critical feedback, I'd say, slow it down a little bit. You don't have to do a transition every three seconds. Make it every 10 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I just thought, because uh, I'm actually watching them, and, and I know I'm not a beautiful person, but I'm kind of thinking, it might be fun to try. I know, we do podcasts. True, yeah. Well, you know, if you ever want to do something like that across, well, obviously not Zoom because we know that the sound quality is crap. But if yeah. we can come up with a video function of what we're using here. Well, Zencaster does have video. Look, it's I'll, in beta. I, I've got a, I would have to uh, hook up a camera, uh, like a, yeah. A yeah. Camera. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll put on some slap. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, well, you poor people. Well. I, I don't know if I want to fully commit, but I am thinking about it. I'm, I may, maybe as I keep following other booktubers, maybe I'll get um, get the courage up. Well, my hair is newly purple, so I mean, I'd, I'd be oh, happy to shake cool. it up. Yeah, yeah. I got some overtone. It's a semi-permanent dye that wears off after a couple of weeks. And I just felt like, you know what? Let, let's try something different. And people keep raving about this. So I'm going to try it. So I got some purple. And it's the it's purple for brown. So it's my hair is not like deep, you know, violet or anything like that. It's got a purple tinge to it. But it's pretty. It looks nice. I'm happy. So also this stuff smells a hell of a lot better than your average box dye. So. Oh, yeah. It's, well, a, it's like mint, mint. Lyndon came down the stairs last night as I was working. And he's like, is she, is she cooking something with mint in it? Because I can <laughs> tell it from the stairs. And he's like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so very minty. I, I have a uh, grow light in my attic up here with me in my office. And I have a great big mint plant growing that I keep snipping pieces of it off to just make tea out of it. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I've got I've got one in the kitchen. The cats, well, which is not surprising since mint is part of the cat um, nip family, or it's the other way around. But yeah, the cats adore it, and that's one of the things that I wanted to start doing is just make mint tea out of it. The uh, the reason that these plants are up here and not downstairs is because the cats are not allowed up here. Mm, <laughs> probably best because they would go like, oh, oh my God, thank you, Dad. You provided this bounty for us. Because the thing is, ours is in our window. Uh, we've got like a bow window um, in oh, the yeah. kitchen Those over, are the, nice. yeah, over the sink. And well, that's the favorite cat sunning spot. So they can jump up there. There's a bed for them. They can sun there and then they'll, they'll nibble on the mint plant. It's like their lives are perfect. Now, now, perfect. Now, if that would just have something to do with the gas you would pass, that wouldn't be nice because, oh my God. Yes. I'm talking to you. (laughs) She's looking up at me like, what are you talking about? I'm a lady. Okay. (laughs) I did. I didn't do anything. I'm simply sitting here looking at your books. Okay. Just, just get off my case, man. It's like, Sorry. meow. It was Lyndon. Meow. Yeah. 
It wasn't me. It was my brother. My brother's hanging out in the window. Okay. Have you looked at him? Have you blamed him? Oh no. You're just looking at me because you were at my feet and that's where I could smell it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. The, the yeah, other yeah. plant I have up here is a Carolina Reaper pepper plant, which I don't dare touch. That, that's my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they came up, my, the kids came up and, and picked most of them. There's like three left that are still ripening. And I'm like, what are you going to do with these? Kill someone? <laughs> They're like, we're going to make sauce. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you, enjoy, hey, look, some, some people can handle that. If that's what you enjoy, have fun. It's all good. You know? Oh man. I, I put two drops of scorpion sauce in in my bloody Mary's and then I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> that's, that's hot enough. Look, look I, I, I am a sad little white girl. I, I stick with red pepper flakes. That's, that's about as hot as I go. Okay. <laughs> I, I have sriracha sauce for if people come over, but I don't use it because uh, no, really? yeah. Sriracha? Nope. Sorry. I just don't like really spicy stuff. I never have. Man. So also remember I'm now in my fifties and really spicy stuff does a number on the GI tract. So yeah, I mean, if I wound up doing that, I'd be gassing out the cats. (laughs) Well, as you get older, you might find that it's actually helping things along. Yeah, this is true. Well, no, that's what the Metamucil is for. So yeah. Well, you know, next week I'm going to turn 60. I know a, a reminder popped up on my screen today. You could just delete that because I'm not <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> not doing so. The kids want to know what I'm going to do. I'm like, um, we'll go out to dinner next summer. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll get two birthday celebrations next year. That makes COVID, sense. COVID, um, um, post COVID, po- post COVID. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see. But I don't really want to go on and do anything right now. I mean, I just just don't. Um, I'm a hermit. No, well, I mean, Texas, where I live, has just topped 1.01 million cases. Yeah, I saw that. So, so we're gonna be staying inside. We're gonna continue to stay inside and wear masks and disinfect anything that comes into the house and not go out. I, I'm sorry. I I actually got invited out by somebody recently who said, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen you for so long. Let's get together." And I just looked at the screen like, no. <laughs> what planet are you on? Yeah, exactly. And, and I explained, look, that would be lovely at some point after we have a vaccine. But right yeah. now, no. And they, they wrote back, oh, okay, I understand. But it's like, well, look, maybe you think that you're immortal. That's great. I have a whole bunch of, of you know, comorbidities. I'm not going out there. Yeah. So the the ironic thing is, and this is wonderful, my girlfriend, uh, I guess she's going to get tested again tomorrow to see if the COVID has gone away, but uh-huh. she's, she never got worse. And oh, that's wonderful. I know. That's and, wonderful and news, Jerry. She was supposed to die. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, apparently and, her doctor said, if you catch this, you will die. Yeah. And so we're thinking... And actually, I started reading this. This is like something that's just coming out. The reason they thought she was in a super high risk group was because she's, for other reasons and lung reasons, she's been on uh, steroids for decades, which of course lowers your your immune system. Yeah. But 
we're thinking, well, maybe that's why she didn't get the cytokine storm because the cytokine storm is due to overactive immune system and hers has been suppressed. And they're actually starting to say, I've been reading, oh, wait a minute, maybe people who have lower immune systems are not quite as susceptible. But then people like me who has have allergies and, and um, uh, asthma due to overactive immune system, Mm-hmm. I am in the higher risk group, so I'm not going to chance it. I, I, I like life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got a book to finish. You can't die. And a it's, book after that. Yeah, and a book after talk. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So anyway, that's, that's the state of the nation. <laughs> if on this day. That's very good. I'm glad to hear that, darling. Okay. Oh, Natasha. Oh, Boris. Oh, God. I used to be able to do Boris. Um, I, I can do Bullwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things I have ever seen was at a Montreal science fiction con, and I'm blanking on her name, but she played the Mimbari ambassador who then became like half human. Uh, and I believe she's a Serbian actress. And oh. you, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mina, some, Mira, Mira, uh, Curlin. I, I, I'm blanking. It's something like that. Anyway, she was a guest and she was talking to the crowd and she said, I, I don't know why people want me to say this, but I, I, okay, that's fine. Moosen's girl. And the hall exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you. Mira Curlin. Yeah. That's, that's her name. But uh, yeah, thank you. That that was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I hope that's not like a stereotypey thing. But uh... no, it's it's just because she does have an Eastern European accent, and of course, that was that's how Natasha sounded. So it's like you know, Moose and Squirrel. Moose and, and Squirrel. And I'm sorry, I'm I am three quarters Eastern European. My people bred women who could pull plow in case they had to eat ox during pet winter. So I can use that word. That's fine. Moose and All right, Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> we're at we're at 30 minutes i oh God, i've run out of things to say um i i have two and um well let yeah. let's plug your books okay well i still have if you are in the mood for a good romp of a paranormal romance i have shadow of the swan which is available on all platforms uh the fourth book in my two thrones series king of blades which is as I describe it, Game of Thrones with consensual sex, less gore, about the same amount of wine drinking. That's out now. That's available from everywhere except Barnes & Noble. There's a problem with Barnes & Noble because they got hacked. And so they're not taking in any new books at the moment. But that should be fixed hopefully within a week or so. Oh. And it, it will also be out in print uh, by next week. And yeah. So, and also I, I'm working on Cross Current at the moment. And as Natasha M. Stark the contemporary romance writer because what's the point in you know writing in different um, genres if you can't have multiple names i will be releasing a holiday novella one sweet christmas sometime this week so if you are in the mood how do i describe it think of Kristen bell meets oscar isaac in a small colorado mountain town and somehow they've got to put together a wedding cake for a bready instagram influencer 
and go. (laughs) That's the story. So that's One Sweet Christmas, and that will be out on Amazon and all other outlets by this week. That sounds great. That sounds great. Um, I, I, at some point I need to come up with a pseudonym. <laughs> well, I mean, I, are you going to be writing in other genres? I was thinking about it. Yeah. I was we, thinking about writing can, things that are very, very different from what I write now. And well, so we can, I, we can noodle about that later. So yes, yes, maybe we can. Oh, oh, there is one thing I did want to tell you, yes. you know, I am, I'm doing an experiment where I, I think I kind of brought this up, uh, earlier. I've I decided to change my avatar, the the picture that you use on social media. Yeah, that's your avatar. Or your profile pic, whatever. I'm using a picture of me from my late teens, early 20s. Okay. Uh, Especially on Twitter. I want to see how that changes how many new followers are yet. I have a feeling it will vastly increase the followers. Because okay, of age, well, because of ageism, mm-hmm. you know. So I and and I don't think because I'm like I'm not trying to impersonate someone else. I am not using it as a dating profile, but that is what I feel like inside is that younger picture of me. Okay, and I'm like I don't think it's dishonest, but I would like to know what the listeners think because they think it's bogus, then I'll stop doing it. But if it doesn't make any difference and it will bring people in because they have a preconceived whatever, let it, let let it happen. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of that? Um, I don't see a problem with it. It is you. And like you said, it's not like you're using it on a dating site. It's just from, an earlier period in your life and if it brings in readers then no harm no foul yeah it's definitely the way i feel inside still yeah so i mean it's like i did then go with it then yeah. run with it to the end of the earth okay well the one thing that i do want to plug is my latest one which is still out and still kind of new it's called no such thing as mermaids um and you can get that on amazon and uh, the, if you're going for the hard the the, the paper verse, the dead tree version, you could also get at Barnes and Noble and other places. And just um, f- find me at jerryjdavis.com. All the links are there. Awesome that's sauce. It. All right, Melanie. Um, I think uh, I think we've wrapped it up. I think we have. I think we're ready to go now. Okay. I have cats looking at me like, your toes look really good unless we get wet food within a couple of seconds, staff. <laughs> you know, that's why we keep you on. Okay. They're, they're going to eat your nose and lips. Oh, no. They're just waiting for me to die so they can start <laughs> nibbling. You know, I, th- frankly, just a deep sleep would do. That would be fine. So. And with that, we're out of here. Bye-bye. Hey, fellow writers. Jerry here again. One, thank you for listening all the way to the end, or at least pretending you did. Those of you who skipped ahead, we know who you are. Actually, no, we don't. (laughs) It's all good. Anyway, as promised, here's the discount code. Tavern. Yep, that's it. Tavern. 
You probably could have guessed that. <laughs> when you go and buy Scrivener for either Windows or Mac OS, just use that discount code and they knock 20% off the price. The offer is good until January 31st, 2021. So there you have it. Stay safe, friends, and keep writing.